Our second reading comes from the Gospel of Luke. Let us listen for the word of God. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all that heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was called Jesus the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Here ends the reading from Holy Scripture. And so it is, a brand new year. We are sitting in community together here on 7th Avenue in our lovely sanctuary with a brand new year lying fresh and clean before us. 2017, which to old people like me is a year I never thought I'd see. (laughs) We have heard Isaiah's ancient word, a word of hope, preached as the Israelites prepared to come home from exile in Babylon, back to Jerusalem, the golden, all those words about diadems and crowns and all that stuff. At that time, of course, in actual fact, the city of Jerusalem lay in ruins and needed her people to come home and rebuild the walls, raise a new worshiping sanctuary, fill her streets with the joy of marriage and family, children, life. But first, comes the word of hope, the encouragement from God, the beacon of light, beckoning God's people to come, to gather round, to prepare for renewal, for change. The news out of Jerusalem today is not so good either. The possibility that there might be two states, one for the Jews and one for the Palestinians, seems further away than ever. A word of warning comes in a stark speech given by John Kerry, Secretary of State, who said, if Israel is to become one state, it can either be a Jewish state or it can be a democracy, but it cannot be both. I remember a trip I took to Palestine-Israel seven years ago, and I heard these same words whispered as I drank endless cups of coffee. When the Palestinians would say, 
demography. We have more babies. We will outnumber them. We will vote. Peace on earth, goodwill to all. This is what Christ Emmanuel brought to earth all those years ago in Bethlehem. 600 years after Isaiah preached, 2,000 years since we sit here now. So where is it? When is it? Let us listen for the promise in a name. Jesus, which scholars tell us was very popular among the Jews at the time that our Jesus was born. They might have pronounced it Joshua, perhaps, echoing that ancient Israelite leader who helped to conquer the Canaanites who lived in the Promised Land way back in Moses' day. Remember how Moses led the people out of Egypt? God had promised them a land. But unfortunately, other people were living there, and so there was war. Joshua was the liberating warrior. Hence, all the little boys being named by their loving parents at the fraught time of Roman occupation. Jesus. Mary was told to name her baby Jesus by the angel Gabriel when she first said, yes, I will bear this child. Jesus, the one who will save his people. She sang her glorious Magnificat in praise of God's mighty acts. Change is on the way. The hungry will be fed. The rich will get their comeuppance. Jesus will be the one we have been waiting for. And in our reading this morning, one that you rarely hear, given the accidents of lectionary, we move right from the shepherds and the angels going with haste right to that last verse. The after eight days, circumcision, maybe we would say bris today. Every Jewish boy goes through this ritual following the practice established by Abraham, the cutting of the foreskin, the sign that every Jewish boy was in covenant relationship with God, the maker of the universe. So what happened to the three kings and the flight into Egypt? It's in a different gospel. It's in Matthew's story. Now we have harmonized these two stories into one so we can have lovely pageants and processions. And it doesn't hurt to think of it all together, but Luke and Matthew were two different writers and they had two different points of view. Luke a writer this morning, likes to talk about life, about the common people, about poor people, putting the spotlight on ordinary life, showing how Jesus walked in our shoes, even as a little baby, going through the Jewish naming ritual, circumcised into the covenant of God. We hear an echo during each baptism done here, when we gaze at the newly baptized and hear the words, child of the covenant, just like Jesus. 
So each year we gather to retell the story of hope, to remember that Jesus really was born of Mary, vulnerable and available for us to see, to touch, to care for. We remember the words Jesus preached. The kingdom of God is near. The kingdom is among you, here and now. Love one another. Love your enemies. Come, follow me. Are we up for it? In this brand new year, 2017? Last summer, I heard a wonderful man tell great stories at Companions on the Inner Way at Lake Tahoe, Luther Smith. I bought his book, one he wrote in 1994 called Intimacy and Mission. I even read his book. Luther Smith is what my husband would have called a churchman, deeply devoted to the ecumenical church of Jesus Christ and to its mission in the world to work with compassion for justice for all people. Luther Smith writes, the call to community is experienced as a promise. When God calls people, God sustains them in answering the call. And when God sustains, life is blessed. After listening to a week of Luther speaking, being in his presence, I told him he had given me my life back. I tend to get excited about stuff, but I meant it. He was channeling grace that week, and I heard a call to move out of my comfort zone and find something to do in the tenderloin. Why? Because it's there, like Mount Everest, I guess. And I had not been there for more than a decade. I had excuses, good ones, but I was feeling estranged from San Francisco, angry that so many people live in the cold and the wet, angry at my neighbors who write letters to the editor wanting to, all the poor people to go away so they won't clutter the view. St. Anthony's has buildings on Golden Gate Street, corner of Jones Street. It is a sketchy neighborhood. Lots of people hang out there, but also lots of volunteers and staff offering a helping hand. Every Tuesday morning now, I go to help as many as six people shop in a supplemental food pantry up on the second floor. They are mostly single men. My shift is maybe an hour or an hour and a half. I like to do this work, even though I've had to learn some new software and I've had to sign waivers and do other bureaucratic things that I could live without. <laughs> but exchanging a word or two with folks who are happy to see me that can't be beat. I want to tell you about Chester from Chicago. As far as I know, Chester is not a client at St. Anthony's, so I'm not 
breaking any confidentiality thingies that I signed. I met Chester as I got off the 31 bus on Turk at Jones about two weeks ago, 7.55 in the morning. Chester greeted me with chestnuts roasting, you know, like that. And he sang on in a warm baritone that made me look up and smile. And then he doffed his cap in a practiced fashion. And I sadly shook my head. No, I was not going to dig a dollar out. I'd had that interior conversation. In that neighborhood, I was giving my smiles and my time, but I was not scattering money. Chester shrugged. He gave me his name. He asked mine. And then he asked if he could walk with me. And I told him, fine. I was on my way to St. Anthony's. And so we walked and sang. Well, he sang, and I croaked a bit because I do know the words. And when we finished that first verse and had come to my destination, Chester from Chicago turned to me and he said, Thank you for letting me just be a nice person. I am a good person. Of such encounters is the kingdom made. Light beyond light, hope born anew. When we listen to the news, darkness may seem to threaten, but God's kingdom is still among us, within us. We are called to engagement, to compassion, to tender care. Let us remember that most of the people we will encounter are also good people, just wanting a chance for acknowledgement. The angels keep telling us, do not be afraid. And Dr. Luther Smith reminds us that when God calls people, God sustains them in answering the call. And when God sustains, life is blessed.